see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the road, they but so it's fun. They have each other's bags when the day is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of love, very where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of us thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with very and the toy, it's second to none. Yo, yo, yo. Hello. What up? <laughs> hey, T'Challa. So as usual, you text me like an hour before we're supposed to start recording to tell me, okay, we're ready. I yeah, was actually, watching no. stuff. I, but, was, you know, I, I was watching stuff. I was running late today. Um, mm -hmm. It was like 12.54 and I, I turned to T'Challa and I said, oh yeah, we're supposed to have a show today. I was like, I, I better log in. You're probably worried, you know, what's going on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, we watched uh, two things this morning. Um, okay. The new, the new episode of She-Hulk, which you said you haven't watched She-Hulk yet? No, Kendrick's been watching it, but I haven't watched it yet. I mean, I intend to, it just, he watches yeah. it when I'm busy, so. Um. This was a good episode. Um, we we both have really liked the show. I, I I'll be honest with you. There are some moments where I'm like, I could be okay if they just took out the supergirl elements. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just think it's a a good sitcom. I love Tatiana Maslany. Of course, of course, and, yeah. Um, you know, I I just like the show. It's really good. Um, and then we watched the uh, Werewolf by Night Halloween okay. special on uh, Disney Plus which I loved. Um, but of course, I grew up watching those black and white universal horror films. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is definitely uh, an homage to those. It's black and white and uh, features some great, you know, obscure characters from Marvel Comics. And, uh, you know, it was, it was awesome, I thought. What did you yeah, think, T'Challa? Like, um, yeah, yeah and, my, uh, my morning was definitely much different than yours. <laughs> Okay, you said you were watching something. What are you watching? Yes, yeah, so I was watching television as well. But um, so I watched on, I was on Netflix and watched um, a, a documentary um, called The Redeem Team. It was about the Olympic um, basketball team in 2008. Um, of course, it had Kobe Bryant on it, LeBron James, D. Wade, um, a lot of big NBA stars, of course, uh, they were trying to redeem the U.S. because we had lost previously. You know, we when they introduced basketball into the Olympics, the U.S. dominated. Um, and then there were a few years there where we didn't. <laughs> um, it was always this expectation of us winning. It was a really good um, uh, documentary. And I, I admit I did cry a little bit just because, like, there was a point where one of the people, um, I forgot his first name, but Collins is his last name. He was on the 72 Munich team that basically was robbed of the gold medal. And, you know, he, he mentioned, you know, I, there's a picture that was taken of the team and he, they, you know, put a gold medal around his, his neck and, you know, he pointed out, you know, and, and Kobe Bryant was right beside me. And it's been a little bit hard just because, I've I've watched all of the episodes that's been released of Legacy that you you suggested, 
Yeah. I'm waiting on the last one to drop. So, um, and of course, you know, I'm in the period now of kind of the Kobe era. Um, and I know that this next episode, the last one, will talk about, you know, him passing away and stuff. And, um, you know, it's still somewhat, somewhat unreal to me. Um, you know, it's like, you know, this great basketball star who seemed like a genuinely good human being. Um, Except when he raped that woman. Okay. I was I was hoping to not touch on that, but okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that he, you know, he's not here and, you know, that he died with, you know, all these other people, including one of his daughters and, you know, but so I watched that and then I was like, hmm, okay, let me see what I can wash this down with. So I had started the, the Dahmer series uh-huh. um, and I only, I've only watched one episode of it, but then, you know, shortly after them releasing the series, they released the Confessions from a Killer, you know, um, his piece, because they did one for uh, John Wayne Gacy, I think, and they did it for... Um, I forgot who, who else it was. Um, yeah, it was Ted Bundy, I think. Ted Bundy, yeah. So they did two others before this one, and I've seen those. But you know, I figured, okay, well, what what pairs well with crying for <laughs> over sports stuff? Because you know, my fascination with sports documentaries, and yeah, so I was just watching the second episodes of the the Dahmer tapes. Um, so that was. You know, so when you t- when you sent the text, it's like, damn it. <laughs> so, so of course I put it on pause, um, and I'll get back to that. But lately, I've been watching a lot of uh, sports stuff because you know I I just tend to get in these moods where I really I don't know they're always so in some ways uplifting, and you know you see people who are the best at what they do, and you know to have that much talent, and sometimes to see it go wrong, and so so yeah, so I woke up and had my captain crunch and was watching that <laughs> mm. breakfast of champions captain crunch i like love me classic captain, captain crunch. crunch or like classic hell no it's classic it's always got to be classic don't give me that shit don't give me peanut butter don't give me the one with the berries and the no just straight yeah, up see, if i'm gonna have captain crunch it's got to be the peanut butter crunch i know <laughs> the regular captain crunch that's just like it's like i don't know it's it just shreds your mouth it does but it's so worth it <laughs> it's worth it going down i mean i just I, yeah it, it's one it's of like, those things it's like you know you yeah you go to the dentist afterwards and he's like you know he's like have you been eating captain crunch i was like yeah it's like your gums are bleeding and you know the roof of your mouth is in tatters and yep uh, yeah. yep that's that's it's funny it's mine and my brother's favorite breakfast so like we he still eats it just as I eat it. Yeah. Although what? she buys she buys the cheap version. She has, she eats Captain no, Crunch. No, no, no. It's, I do do the real version now. Okay, because you used to buy like those, those yes, gigantic bags. Yeah, Colonel yes. Munt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went back to the OG because there's nothing nothing like it. So yeah. I'm I'm back on my um Captain Crunch kit. So so yeah, yeah, it's been an interesting morning thus far. Yeah, I go through. Uh, you know, usually I'll have my uh, my honeycomb, but mm-hmm. every now and then I'll I'll mix it up. I'll have like two, three honeycombs in a row, and then I'll get something like uh, I think most recently I tried some uh, some fruity pebbles because every now and then I want some fruity pebbles, no. and uh, then I go back to you know honeycomb. Mm-hmm. But I can't have the honeycomb uh, off brands because they're just they're not good. <laughs> 
they're hard as a rock and I don't know. Yeah. So what did you guys have for breakfast? Well, we well for lunch because we don't have breakfast. Uh, for lunch, oh, we okay. had uh, Dairy Queen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, classic. Uh, mm -hmm. This time of year, T'Challa likes the because uh, he's white. I don't know if you know this, but he's white, <laughs> so he he likes the pumpkin. Uh, mm, pie no, blizzard. God, yeah. that is so white people. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not nothing pumpkin. No, thank you. Uh, no. I don't like pumpkin pie. No. I don't like anything with pumpkin in it. I just knew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you go to Dairy Queen and you have not had the pumpkin pie blizzard, you cannot be talking bad about that pumpkin pie blizzard. Oh my god. Normally, I don't like pumpkin spice things. I do not like pumpkin spice things. Yeah. But like that shit is life changing. Mm. I I live for the time of year where the where the pumpkin pie blizzard. It is true. Like it's like I think two years ago when he had one for the first time, I mm -hmm. I saw a change come over him. His voice deepened. Um, he <laughs> he started scratching at his legs because air like developed on his legs. Right, right. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it was it was like a defining moment. I think. Uh, okay. So yeah. Sure. <laughs> so I have uh, apparently a new pet that is um likes to linger around my house um in my office where I am right now um I have a window into the backyard and so this this group of tabby cats because there's I know that there's several of them because sometimes they come together into in my backyard and there's one in particular who um there's a table right in front of the mirror um the window that's on the patio he you know brazenly just jumps on it sits there yesterday he was chilling there for like five hours you know occasionally he'd look <laughs> back at me and I mean he's been doing it like so when I came in here today and I I always like fully open the blinds you know pull them all the way up when I'm in the office and that didn't even scare him he just sat there looked back at me he's like all right and then went back to just sitting there so mm -hmm. I'm guessing that I, I named him yesterday. I just called him Heathcliff. Um, that maybe I'm not going to feed him. I know better. Yeah, I was going to say, once him, you feed never, him, no, not doing it. Never leave it. Well, that I know that it would be all, it would be him and all the other tabby cats would come. Um, and it's one thing to see them walking through the yard doing their thing. I don't need them living at my house. So. <laughs> So I will, you know, talk to, I will talk to him through the window, say, hey, um, but that's the, the extent of it. So I have an outdoor uh, This is, this is how it starts though. Yeah, no, I, mm -mm. nope. You know, it starts with you saying, um, you know, oh, I'm just going to name him, but I'm not going to take care of him, you know, that kind of stuff. But Well, I mean, he, he can have that spot. That's his spot. He can own it, but no. He can't come in the house. I'm I'm more I'm like highly allergic to cats. So you know it's different with dogs, but cats, my sinuses and everything go crazy. So that is not going to happen. Yeah, he looking at me now. I see you looking at me. All right, you're all right. Okay. So yeah, he's just you know I guess my my new pet, my outdoor pet. Hmm. So what have you been up to? Um. Uh, nothing too much is working. Um, 
listening to the new Black Pink album, uh, which drops, I think, our last show. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I, I listened to it, I think, like two or three times. I like it a lot better than the the, the last album. Um, mm. I like this one a lot. Um, really, I mean, there's there's no song on this one that I dislike. Mm-hmm. Whereas there were a few on the last one where I was just like, eh. You know, yeah and, yeah, and some of them, even the ones that were like hits, like that ice cream song. I love um, ice cream. Yeah, I so say I can't listen to that one very often. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's called I ice. I love cream. ice cream. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's too heavy on Selena, not enough black thing, and okay. it's just which is know, funny because it, you like Selena too. So I do, I don't but but it's a black pink song, and um. And I just feel like it's just too pandering, you know, it's like somebody wrote this and said, oh, man, this is like so, so dirty and hot. And they have these young people. It's going to be like a huge hit, you know, and then you have Selena, you know, singing about, I don't know, licking ice cream, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just too much. It's too much. Okay. Well, I love it. That, that doesn't take away from the fact that I love it. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, But you have, you know, you have more, less refined tastes. Um, yes, as the person who listens to that kind of stuff compared to me who listens to jazz every single day while I'm working, I think that that's the more I have, I have choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I listen <laughs> to all kinds of different stuff, but, you know, when it comes to pop music, I mean, you do tend to think you you tend to think of like Buble as like good pop music. No, he's contemporary. what yeah but he still sucks no he didn't see now you must want me to just leave the recording because that ain't cool don't be dogging no no you can't do that you can't the only good the only good buble song is that one he did with robert williams oh my gosh anyway he is he is phenomenal i love michael buble i'm sorry his voice is yeah Mm -mm. Mm. that's okay though i mean you know you can have your opinion like 12 times yeah, I see him every single time he's come to Atlanta. So it's um, like six, seven times, maybe. Yeah. Over the years. So I've been going to his concert since my 20s. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So, um, yeah, at one point I was talking to uh, my co-teacher, and some, I forget how you came up, but, um, you know, she was oh, like, so how I did y'all... in all sorts of conversations. Because yeah. I'm like, how fabulous. How did friends? Yeah, like, well, we work together, you know. He's like reluctantly, um, <laughs> we became friends. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, so I showed her a picture of us together when you came down that time, you know. Yeah, and uh, she was like, "Oh, okay," and um, and she goes, "Where is she from?" And I said, "Well, <laughs> I said, well, you know, um, she's kind of you know from Jamaica, but she's got all kinds of like stuff in her." Mm-hmm. Right. She was like, "Okay," because she's like really light skinned I said, "Yeah." And um, I don't like the sun, so you know, yeah. it's one of them things. <laughs> but it was just funny because it, it, was, it was just like she just like one of Where is she from? <laughs> yep. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't think you looked that unusual or anything. I didn't think so either. I yeah. I mean, I don't think I I don't think I look any in any particular way. So yeah. yeah. She she seemed to think you were very exotic looking. So yeah, and I don't. I've never understood that. I mean, yeah. I I don't see it, but okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I was, I'm just not, I was flipping through people just now, uh, People Magazine, because I do still get people. Um, and I see a couple of photos of Anna de Armas, which then reminded me oh, I of, love her. of Blonde, which he and I watched because he was surprisingly interested in watching it. I, I mean, she did a good job. Oh, she was amazing at it. But I just the, the I don't know I guess the story the way it was told and the, I, I it just it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a film that you could just kind of get comfortable in it was just it felt a little avant garde to me at points um, and it's just it's not what I like to watch I know it's based on a novel which is not you know it's not a biography um, many of the things they put in that they had in there didn't actually happen. But well, it depends on who you talk to. Oh my gosh! So it did. It didn't. It did inspire me to buy basically the the novel that mo or the book that most people would consider to be the the best biography, right? On Marilyn Monroe, and I did start reading that. So you know, it's good when when movies or shows inspire you to actually go and spend money and buy a book. So I downloaded it on my. At for, I'm reading it on my iPhone, which is weird. I haven't done that in years, so. Yeah, I um, I, oh, I'm a big fan of hers. Anyway, I've always mm -hmm. liked her, and and I thought she was fantastic in this. Now, the movie, there were other there were parts of the movie I thought were like a little overwrought. Mm -hmm. um, well, like the know. fetus scenes where you keep seeing just the fetus and yeah, you like that and. I don't, I don't, it's definitely not anything that I would, I'd be, I'd be like, hey, let's watch that again. Right, um, no. Mm -mm. But she was amazing. Um, I wish. That yeah, she been, was. She was. I do wish there had been, and, and again, maybe you, you, from watching this, you would get the impression that every second of her life completely sucked. Mm -hmm. And I mean, surely there had to be some happiness in there somewhere, I would hope. Uh, it's you a very bleak so. film. Very bleak. Film. Yes, it is very. Um, and it was interesting because what I had always heard was that a lot of her like breathy way of talking that that was mm -hmm. the way she talked when she was Marilyn Monroe, and that she didn't necessarily talk that way when she was just Norma. Mm -hmm. But in the film, she's always that right. Way. That's always yeah. And oh yeah, and her whole weird thing where she called like each of the guys she was with daddy. I'm like, oh yes. my god. I just yeah, I <laughs> because I mean that wasn't even like one of those like you know fetish things, you know. That you yeah, could tell obviously she had like a le legitimate hang up on her father. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was very weird. Uh yeah. But I mean, like like I said, yeah, she did phenomenal in the part. I just wasn't a, a fan of the movie itself. Um, yeah. I thought she was a great a great actor in the in it um but yeah it was just it was weird yeah yeah i would agree <laughs> so um, i'm gonna be watching i know that hocus pocus 2 uh, came out i've not yet watched it i was of course a fan and the intended audience for i think the first one um mm -hmm. so my sister and i on monday we plan on since it's a, a holiday for me or for some of the U.S. who who actually take it, um, we're gonna go to the Lego store. I'm gonna buy, buy my last Lego of the year, what's which Wednesday? is on Monday. All right. What's the holiday? Um, 
Indigenous People Day, Columbus Day. <laughs> so um, we're going to go to Lego store. I'm going to get my Dippin' Dots because it's one of the few places that I can get Dippin' Dots um, at the at the mall. And then we're going to go into the Lego store. I'm going to get my last Lego of the year, which is going to be the Atari. Um, I only buy, lately, I've only been buying stuff that have any, like, emotional um, pull on me. Mm-hmm. And I have the NES system, which I have not yet built. Um, right now, I haven't built anything in a while, to be honest. I've been collecting um, I haven't built the Titanic yet. Of course, that one was over $600. And um, it's one that I look forward to to building. But um, the Atari was the first game system I got to play on because um, our dad had one and my brother and I played it. And I remember us playing it and getting fights <laughs> over it. And just like the NES, like for me, since I'm not a big gamer, I only play it on the Atari and the NES and then like the Game Boy. And that was kind of where my game stuff ended. Um, So it's always been very challenging playing newer systems with all the additional buttons and functionalities. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I do play on the Switch and it is, you know, a little bit more complicated than, you know, basically the Nintendo, the original Nintendo controller, but um, but yeah, I'm going to get the um, Atari. It'll be my last Lego purchase because I've put myself on a budget. This past month was the first month that I did not pay off all of my credit cards that I now have again. And so I have put myself on lockdown <laughs> because I need to, I'm like, just the idea of paying over 20% in interest is a bit just crazy to me. Right. So so I'm like, I don't want to dig myself into further debt. So um, everything that I have had earmarked for savings for each month is going to go to pay off the cards. And I gave myself until maybe like maybe March to have them all completely paid off. I think I might finish one sooner, one or two of them sooner. But um, but yeah, so that is what I'm going to be doing with my day off. I'm I. I have promised, I have vowed not to do any work, um, even though I am very much underwater because I am having to cover for my boss who is on um, basically on family leave right now. And she'll be out of the office for the rest of the month. So um, today I was supposed to be working as well. And I'm like, I just don't know. I can't bring myself on Saturdays consistently to do anything other than watch TV because, you know, I'm like, you know, the whole you got to have time to relax. Right. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't get any of that time during the week. You know, like I'll be working up until sometimes seven o'clock. You know, I'll be I'll get in the office at seven something in the morning Um, at night. You know, I basically just go in the room or, you know, Kay and I have dinner and then watch TV and then we go to sleep. I mean, that's just it. There's no downtime for me to do anything. So the weekends, yeah, it is very, very hard to force myself to do any kind of work. But I think I'm going to have to this month to play catch up because now I'm a bit behind having, because she'd been out the prior two weeks. So I'd been covering for that stuff and trying to juggle my other clients. And it's been just really, really chaotic. And I keep telling myself, why am I working myself even harder than I was in my 20s? But, um, you know, I have an expensive lifestyle. So I guess I got to work. Yeah. So um, 
you know, I've speaking of expensive lifestyles, um, the past week I've been towed. I've had to have my car towed twice. Yep. Um, so last week there was a day I, I started to go to work and my car wouldn't crank up. So I had to have somebody come pick me up and take me, you know, to work. Um, and that day I had to have my car towed to the mechanic shop and a battery was dead. And so that ended up being like $370. Jeez. And then, uh, yeah, then yesterday I was driving to work and my tire blew out. Um, and, and so, you know, I had to again, get towed. And, uh, well, yeah, you showed the picture and I'm like, Oh my God, I've never seen a tire. Well, I've never had a blowout, blowout or anything like that before, but I mean, it will look completely wrecked. Like something had gotten into a, like a fight and lost or something. That was, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I got out of the car, I mean, you could smell it. I mean, it, it mm. smelled like, you know, like some burning rubber and there yep. was like a streak of black, you know, below, <laughs> behind my car and it was pretty bad. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I took the, the Lord's name in vain one too many times. Sure you did. You had to. <laughs> or, or maybe I broke some ancient holy relic at some point. Um, maybe even, you know, I got like some weird Hawaiian tiki necklace mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. um, that's a Brady Bunch reference. Um, yes. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I've just had a, a streak of bad luck. Um, I need I need your blackness for a second. But I don't have any blackness. You can't ask me for something I don't have. I, I know that you're very light skinned, but yes. you're still darker than me. All right. So, sure. <laughs> so on Facebook, the biggest thing everybody I know now is obsessed with. There's a Facebook group called Baldwin County Crime. And every day they post, you know, the newest set of um, mugshots. Right. And unfortunately, you know, a large number of my former students. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I've been popping up there, but sometimes okay. other people we know and stuff, right? Anyway, there's this one person who popped up there who is a former student, but not of mine. But somebody replied, all right, and mm -hmm. I don't, I assume it's English. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some of the things they say, I don't know, but I'm thinking that it's just colloquial slang. Okay. All right. So I need you to translate this. <laughs> Okay. All right. First is the letters AMD. AMD. And then psych out. S I K E O U T. AMD psych out. Y'all ain't did shit. I don't know why y'all laughing like y'all done caught a hat. And then there's a, a little, you know, emoticon picture of a hat. Yeah, see, like you doing all of that stuff is like speaking Greek to me. What the hell are you talking about? Well, I don't know what AMD means or when you said hats or, oh, I don't know. I, I like to think I'm pretty well versed in, in uh, the, the slang. Uh -huh. but like, uh, it confused me there. Mm -hmm. huh. Yep. And that, that person had a stroke. That's what that is. <laughs> all right. When I look up AMD in Urban Dictionary, Okay. Uh, now, none of this could be right. <laughs> <laughs> it says AMD in texting stands for a modest destiny or another okay. man down. Maybe it's another man down. Another man down. Yeah, I think that's all right, probably so, what it is. All right, black dude, another man down. All right, but what's it y'all done <laughs> called a hat? 
What does that mean? I don't know. Look it up in the Urban Dictionary. I don't know. I was asking my urban friend. Dude, I'm literally your least urban friend. So, no, you can't ask me this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it's terrible. You know, what's the point of having a black friend if, you know, <laughs> you can't translate shit like this? I know. I keep telling you this. I don't know why we're friends. I just don't know. Oh, okay. All right. I got this. Okay. So get, all right. So catch a hat, right? Okay. This is interesting. All right. It could mean one of two things, right? It could say catch a hat means to make somebody go bye-bye. Okay. But getting hat, it means you're getting head. Um, okay. So it says, you know, maybe it's like, you know, um, y'all laughing like y'all done caught a hat. So it could mean like y'all done made somebody go bye-bye or y'all laughing like y'all done got head. You don't think yeah, go bye-bye. Yeah, no, I think go bye-bye. Okay. Within the context of where it was posted, I'd like to believe that it that's what it meant, even though I just don't get all of that lingo, but okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I bet it's another man down. I bet that's right. Mm -hmm. I can think of another one. Like what? I'm not saying. We're we're all <laughs> relatively adults here. Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's in this context, so I'm not gonna mention. Oh. All right. All right. You got me curious now. Um hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh T'Challa uh was coming up with an, a topic for us today. Really? Did he did you remember this time T'Challa? I mentioned it when I said, <laughs> I said, and I said I don't have one yet, and then you didn't remind me again. Well, I told you when I told you first earlier, and then when Latoy said she was coming on, I said Latoy says she's about to come on. Remember to have a topic. Oh my gosh! I mean, that's you know, I I did my part. He's googling something. Okay, so tell me, Barry, about the Arsenal standing because um, we are going to the last game of the season for Atlanta United tomorrow. Um, tell me what's going on in the Premier League. So, um, we're playing tomorrow against Liverpool, who's currently ninth in the league. Wow. Um, okay. But we're uh we're still on top. Uh, we have twenty one points. Uh, Man City is next with twenty. And then the next closest team is 17. Um, so we've started to put a little bit of distance between us and most of the league. Of course, Man City is the favorite to win the league again. Um, but we were supposed to have already played them once, but that game got canceled because of the queen dying. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't have enough uh, security for the game. Plus, you know, her body was lying in state. Right. So um, they, have, they pushed that back. So we did, haven't had our chance to really, you know. It's always so interesting to me that, you know, as far as over in, in Europe and stuff, the need for additional security and all that kind of stuff at, at games. And I mean, I know why. Um, I've certainly watched some of the history on, on how violent um, these games can become. But yeah. it's just weird to me. It, Yeah, the whole thing is just really strange. Yeah. Well, and here, I mean, if need be, I mean, a lot of the the sports things they have like off duty policemen or they have, you know, their wow. own security or whatever. But yeah, over there it's like they use the police. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
But um, yeah, we're still in in the top spot, and we're doing well in the Europa League as well. We won uh, awesome. our Europa League game on Thursday, free uh, nil, and um, you know we're we're doing great. You know we have um, this year we have uh, so many good players. It's like some players are starting to complain because they can't crack the starting <laughs> eleven. You know. Oh wow! Yeah, no, I can I can certainly get that. And so when we played in the Europa League game, in fact, we. Um, of the 11 who played uh, eight in the starting lineup were people who did not start the previous game. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, they're, they're trying to work in, you know, people who aren't getting as many minutes in the, the league. Right, right. And um, since it's a world cup year, you know, we're going to have a large gap of almost like a month at one point in the season. And um, I don't know how that'll affect us, you know, but. As far as the losing the momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, hopefully we can keep it going. I mean, we, we're just, we have a really good team this year and I've been a big supporter of Nicola Arteta as the manager since day one. And of course there are some people who are like last year, yo, we need to sack him and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, it takes time yeah. to, you know, to do stuff. And, um, you know, I mean, year, what I've learned from the legacy series is that, you know, yeah, you, it takes sometimes two to five years yeah. to to build the next dynasty or the next really amazing team. So, yeah, yeah it does take time. Yeah. People's personalities really, don't always mesh. So, yeah, this is really only his second full season, I think, because he took over in the middle of a season, you know. Okay. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were upset because last year we were in the top four we had control of our destiny going into the last like three games and we, mm -hmm. we dropped them all, you know, and so we ended up finishing fifth. So we missed out on the champions league, but, um, you know, I mean, whatever it was, it, we were ahead of schedule when we were doing that last year, you know? So this year though, I, I, I'm, I, I, when the season started, I told you, I thought, you know, top four, top three was mm -hmm. you know, definitely realistic. And as we've gone, I keep trying to not talk myself into thinking maybe we can win this thing. Right. Because I still think. Once we, <laughs> well, once we play, I think Man City and Chelsea and you know the other big power groups, I well, think at best we might split with them. Okay. Um, but I mean, I think there's a good chance we could lose both our games to Man City. You know, Man City's, you know, the the best team in in. I think in the world and have been for years now, you know, and um, well, I wonder, and I've been meaning to ask you this because I've not looked it up or anything. Um, I know that I guess relatively recently, Ryan Reynolds bought a football team. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't quite understand how it works with the Europeans with how you, you're even though you could be a, whatever team this year, you could drop to a different league. How does yes, that work? How does they have that what's work? called relegation. Okay. So in uh, English football, they have multiple levels, right? And so some teams, like the one that Ryan Reynolds bought, I, I I'm not even sure is in. Um, yeah, no, it's like at the bottom. Is like is yeah. it like Wrexham or something? Something. Like yeah. That. Anyway. Yeah, they're not even like you know they can't even qualify for the Premier League this year, right? Yeah, um, I'm gonna watch the series. Yeah. I think it's on Hulu or something. But go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, you have these multiple things, and so basically what happens is. Um, let's say that the, the bottom two teams in the premier league, mm -hmm. if you finish last or next to last, 
you drop out of the Premier League. That's so weird. And you go to the, the next level down. And you don't make it back until you finish first or second again in that league. You have to pay your dues again to get back into the league. Right. And so there's there are a few teams out there that have gone, they've been relegated and come back up multiple times within the last 20 years. You know, it's like some mm-hmm. years they're up, some years they're down. Um, and then there's like some teams that'll, you know, come out of nowhere and they they go from, you know, the the third division to the second division and the second division to the first division. And then they try to get into the Premier League, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those kind of teams, some of them, I mean, it's just thrilling. That's their goal is just to make it to the Premier League. You know, and then try not to fall back out, you know. And that's, yeah, that's their, like I said, that's kind dream. of just the weird part to me is that you could be on Man U, for example, but – you can't say that, oh, well, you are on Man U, it's a Premier League team, because it all depends on when you are part of it, if they dropped out of the Premier League, or that's that's the part that I'm like, no, you're supposed to yeah. have X teams, <laughs> these are this league, these are that league, when you suck, you, your players may drop down, but the team doesn't drop down, I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, there's some teams, I mean, like, uh, for instance, Arsenal and Man U, teams like that, they've never been relegated. Well, yeah, I just use that as an example, right? Of course, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, for the smaller teams, in a way, I think it's, I think it's kind of nice. Yeah, it gives the smaller teams something to dream about, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think it gives the bigger teams something to be afraid of. Yeah, because like, yeah, like a couple of years ago, or even last year, um, we finished. You know, we, we were in a good place towards the end, and then we fell apart. But we mm-hmm. lost, like, our first four games of the season. Hmm. And that was the first time that had ever happened to us. And so people were actually saying, you know, hey, if we don't turn this around, there's a chance we could be in a fight for relegation, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, that is a terrifying idea. Uh, it is. <laughs> I'm assuming that th- there's a lot of money yes. difference there, too. On a team that's never been you're relegated yeah yeah really embarrassing you well will, your career will be ruined and probably everybody in the front front office is gonna lose their job yep exactly um, you and know you so yeah yeah and you know so for teams like you know arsenal and man U, we can sign the better players one thing we have more money but also because the best players in the world aren't going to go to say rexel mm-hmm. right they're like, why would I play for Rexel, right? I want to play for somebody in the Premier League. And so it, you know, it, it kind of perpetuates itself. But, um, but yeah, I kind of like it. I think it's, it's fun. And it gives extra things going on. So, like, at the end of the season, sometimes there will only be, like, one or two teams in the hunt for the title. But mm-hmm. there, might, there might be a hell of a fight going on to avoid relegation. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some years where, like, at the last day of the season, you know, there's nothing going on at the top because whoever it is has already clinched it. But down right. at the bottom, there might be two games, you know, you fighting for their lives. Exactly. You know, you win, you stay up, you lose, you're gone, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, so it, it, I think it makes it interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that in, you know, some more American sports. Hmm. Um, I think it would certainly make for a good doc, um, documentary series as far as like following a team who is on the bubble and then they have to drop back down and right. you know that they follow it the season where they've dropped out of the league and uh, hmm. the Wrexham show 
finding the ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like Robbie Williams, you know, he's part owner of Stoke on Trent's team, mm -hmm. but they're like, you know, they're not on the Premier League either. You know, they're they're down, but um, but yeah, it's just I I kind of like it. it. It makes it seem like even if you're in a little small town and you've got like a dinky team, you're still part of the same system as mm -hmm. Man U. You know. Yeah, that's that's uh, true. That's certainly true. Yeah, mm. it'd be like having in baseball triple A teams. You know, if you win the triple A title, you're in the major leagues. Yeah, you, know, you lose 110 games, you're back in the minors. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It it does. You've got to earn your keep. It, it's yeah. not just a given. It's not you know like okay, you're just going to always be an M you know an MLB team or an ML uh, MLS team or whatever that you've right. got to earn your spot. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's one of the. All right, T'Challa. Like. Oh yes, yeah, I gave you, I gave you time. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, see, that conversation wasn't for you to be a part of. It was just to buy time for you to find something. Okay. All right. He said, "What's your favorite state?" And and you should always say and why, and why yeah. because otherwise the kids would just give you a one word answer. Okay, so mine's boring, um, but it is Georgia because I do not, I cannot imagine myself living anywhere else. I when I was younger, I I was born in New York, so I lived in New York, um, and there's just something about Georgia that I love. The fact that we've got. You know, if you want to go to the beach, you want to go to the mountains, anything in between. Um, we've got Atlanta with our amazing sport teams, depending on the season um, and the sport. Um, but I've Georgia's home for me. And I quite literally cannot think of myself living anywhere else. Hmm. My favorite state is relaxation. <laughs> I like that. OK, that I was don't... that was definitely out of the box. I like that. I don't I don't experience it often enough. That is true. When I have it, I enjoy it. The state of relaxation is my favorite. Um, because when it comes to like uh just states in the United States, uh I don't know. Um probably the states <laughs> that I admire the most are ones I've never really spent much time in. Okay. Blue, uh, <laughs> you know, I definitely would not list Georgia as my favorite state. I think most people well, in Georgia Stupid. I'm trying to well, yeah. I mean, I think the most people are stupid in general, but I'm true. saying true. that you know, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm saying Georgia because of me living in it during this, this time and age, not based on historically where our, our state oh, has please. been. please. So. You please. I know you love the antebellum stuff. Look, I know I would be an inside slave. I could not do the outside. There's no way. Mm -mm. I'm too late. I'm too pretty for that mess. <laughs> but no, I mean, also seriousness, though, even, you know, I guess even considering where we've come from and where we are now, I still, you know, I still prefer Georgia. But yes, there are stupid people everywhere. So, you know, I've had um, recently we were, when we were talking about uh, Thomas Jefferson, of course, the Sally Hemming stuff came up and mm -hmm. uh I had in one of my classes, I had uh, a kid who was a, a black kid uh, say something immediately made me think of you because um, really. He said, okay. He said, man, I wish we were back at slavery times. I'd have me some slaves. I'd oh, my God. Black people. Because you and, would uh, think that I would do. <laughs> OK, 
Wow. Exactly. Sell me some black people. Oh my gosh. And of course, that was the class that I have a co-teacher in and, and mm -hmm. she's black. And um, and she was just horrified. She was like, Of course. She was like, she was like yeah, you don't mean that. And uh, he's like, Yes, I do. So mm -hmm. I can think of some black people I'd sell right now. Oh my god. <laughs> so I was like, Oh wow, okay, let's let's move on. Oh move wow. On. No, no. Move on. <laughs> So T'Challa, what is your favorite state? Liquid. Oh, liquid. Okay. okay. I would have suspected gaseous. Well, no, like I think it's the fluidity of liquid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Water, water is pretty damn cool. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but like, uh, in pretty much everything. True. We'll die without that's it. True. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah, and you like being in water. Yeah, water, water is very. I'm nice. drinking water right now. Yeah, you got water right there. So. Hmm. All right. Good one. Yeah, mine was the dumbest answer of all of them. Like I took it so literal. <laughs> just... I, I never said state of the U.S. Yeah. So our answers. We have a state of mind and a state of state of matter. Yeah. yeah. So, so we had Georgia, relaxation, and liquid. water. Yeah, yeah, liquid. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> See, that was that was an awesome question. So you need to come with those each month. That challenge yes. us. I'd just be better next time knowing that I shouldn't take it quite so literally. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know you're probably pretty excited about the new uh, Hellraiser movie that's on. Yeah, super uh, excited. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it dropped uh, yesterday. Uh, several of my friends are already really have thought about how much they like it. So mm -hmm. I'm going to check it out in the next few days. Um, we're out for fall break next week. Okay. So, yeah. Any um, any big plans? Well, um, I think T'Challa has some plans. Uh, <laughs> He's like, "Oh, you're telling yeah. me? Okay." Well, yeah, but yeah, you have plans. Yeah, he has plans. Um, okay. Did you say you had something going on Tuesday and Thursday? So you got like. Oh, uh, well, I've got a daughter appointment on Wednesday. Um, that's my big thing. They mm -hmm. um, so they put me on a new uh pill. Which, when I was Googling, I saw that it was a uh, antipsychotic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those. Yeah, and it was mainly for treatment of schizophrenia, which I don't Yeah, think but, I you know, they use it off-label for other stuff. So, yeah. you know. So, I took my first one last night. and um, I like I, it. Well, I don't really feel any too different. Although, mm -hmm. it said, you know, to take it at night because it might make you groggy or sleepy. Yeah. And when I woke up this morning, I mean, hell, even now, I feel like I can sleep by eight, nine hours. <laughs> you know in addition to what i slept last night i'm very right stupid. and i You're was lightweight I, th I think i take too yeah. many meds I, but when i added that one to my regime i was like mm, okay so and I'm, i was starving this morning right really I mean, like, yeah like unusually hungry um mm. but then then when i actually had lunch um i got full like you know halfway through like i've been doing for the past few months so i mean i got full at the same amount but i was just starving so maybe i was just hungry um but uh, other than that, I don't really feel any different. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I don't know. But of course, I've only been on it for, you know, less than 24 hours. Right, right. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I think we touched on it the last show, how, you know, I, I now have graduated into taking or using the uh, pill boxes that split it into four times a day. And... I'm like, it just, it, I, I got upset this, this week, so, uh, one night this week, because 
because of the amount of medications I take, and partly because of the stupid express scripts and their big ass bottles, my I can't fit my stuff into our medicine cabinet. <laughs> so, so you know, Kay's like, why don't you just buy a new one? And I'm like, well, for one, I'm not buying anything else because you know I'm on I'm on restriction. But it was so depressing to me because I thought, you know, this this realistically is only going to get worse. I'm only going to end up taking more stuff. And I'll be one of those who just, I mean, their entire bag will just be medication. So yeah, that's a bit disheartening, but, but yes, I do take that, the, the one you just added to your regime. So, so from experience, you know, it's all right. It's all right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, originally when I contacted him, I was like, Hey, can I up the one that I'm on? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, can I just start taking twice of it or something, you know? And because mm-hmm. um, I know that, you know, the dosages on mine can go up. But right. um, but no, she was like, oh, no, no, no. I've got something, something else. Why don't you take this in addition? Don't stop taking the other one. Exactly. And that's just it. It's never de- like, oh, I'm going to replace these two or three with this one. No, it's like you got to yeah. take this one. But, oh, you got to take this other one because of what this one does. And it just ugh, it's just a mess. That's like yeah. years ago when I got my cholesterol down. And, mm-hmm. and it was like normal. And I was like, oh, cool. So I can come off the cholesterol one. And she was like, no, no, no. We'll just stay on that. Yep, exactly. Like, but I'm good now. And she was like, yeah, but we don't get it back up. I was like, but. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I thought the whole point was to get off these things, you know? Nope. But, it's to feed the big, big pharma, you know? Yeah. And so, that's why that's why I'm trying to push the boy into becoming big pharma. That that makes sense. That is where the money is. So <laughs> right, <laughs> we're all because I mean you know it's it's like the whole theory of well they're always going to have medications. They're never really going to have cures for certain things because right. there's more money to be made in the medication. So. Yeah. You know, and that's sad to think that, you know, it's realistic to think that someone would squash something or hide something that they know will be for the the greater good because of how much money you can make by squashing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like, I mean, I've, you know, I, I, there are some conspiracies I can buy into. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that, you know, the oil companies for years kept Still the electric you know, car. Yeah, kept electric yep. car and stuff like yep. that from becoming big. Absolutely, because too much money in gasoline, you know. Yep. So. Well, yeah, because you know, it's like it's giving certain industries the time to. Oh, well, is this where we're going to go? Okay, well, we're going to fight it along the way, but we're going to take our time, ease, you know, during that time to work out whatever, so that we can still profit off of that too. So, right. yeah, uh, whatever. Oh, and I will say so. I'm not on social media. I mean, I'm on it, but you know, I'm not on, on it. Um, so I did, I was reading earlier this week that, you know, they were going to basically force, um, what's this? Oh God. Elon Musk's hand with the, the buy of Twitter. And mm. I, t- I told my husband, I, I said, thought that was dead. That's not dead. No, apparently he, he had like contractually he has to, or something. So the oh, last thing I read this week that. was exactly, well, I told my husband, I said, um, look, I'm, I'm not really on Facebook or Twitter or any of these, but I've never been a fan of Elon Musk. And I said, I don't want to buy anything that is, you know, 
of him or use anything of his brand. So granted that I'm not really on Twitter, I said the day that deal closed, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to be yeah. on it because I'm afraid of what someone like him owning um, um, that kind of power <laughs> um, can do to the world. You know, it, and I, I unfortunately kind of think of him similarly to Trump, where I'm just like, yeah. mm, no, that doesn't feel right. Um, yeah. At first, so yeah. I thought Elon was cool. I thought Elon was like Tony Stark. And then I realized he's yes. more like Lex Luthor. Yes, exactly. That is true. That That is absolutely true. Yeah. T'Challa, do you have an opinion about Elon Musk? I believe that social media platforms like Twitter shouldn't be used as broadcasting networks for geopolitical politics. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I like that. Yeah. Yep. That's perfect. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that social media should be for sharing memes, um, <laughs> potentially inappropriate humor and photos, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, for letting people know, you know, hey, your Aunt Susie passed away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's what i that's what i think these things should be for but yeah that i am i'm very curious to see where that goes um um and then okay. you know, oh go ahead okay no, no, keep on no i was just gonna say and going back to the whole sports thing i still can't i mean we've known for years i still cannot believe that the that the world cup is in qatar it just it does not make any sense to me at all <laughs> Yeah. Well, I saw a whole documentary about how it ended up in Qatar. Yes, was, I did uh, too. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. It's all about um, the money. So I have an awesome uh, student teacher mm -hmm. uh, this semester. Um, uh, he goes by Wolfgang and uh, he is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, is uh trans which has caused a lot of confusion with some of my students but i really okay. really like wolfgang wolfgang's awesome and has a lot of enthusiasm um which is nice you know so it's good sometimes to have somebody who's excited who hasn't been you know uh, broken down yet <laughs> yeah but don't you look at him with that sense of oh god when you when reality really sinks in for you it's it's gonna suck well, it was funny because after the first day, um, I said to him, I said, so, you know, have you changed your mind about wanting to teach high school? And and he was like, oh, God, no, it's fantastic. And he was like, you know, when you told me that, that today was like really bad, I was, you know, that wasn't nearly as bad as I was afraid of and and all this. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay. well, I'm thinking maybe he's not really thinking about teaching in Baldwin. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's it. Yeah. Well, and I was, you know, it. I think that it's it's harder when you are there for every period, every day, mm -hmm. as opposed to coming in for a couple of hours, two times a week. Um, you know, it's easier, I think, then to to kind of go, oh, this isn't that bad. Right, you know, right. It, it wears on you after a little while. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's still there's still good days, too. So, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's just very nice to uh, see somebody who's like you know that excited about it. Oh, um, remembering the old days. Yeah, and there's like you know I said, um, you know, hey, you know, if you want, because uh, he's not really there to um, to teach right now. He's just observing. 
but he did say he was willing to do, you know, as much as, you know, I felt comfortable with him doing. And I said, well, you know, you can go around and help people when they're working on assignments and, um, you know, you can, uh, maybe one day you can introduce a topic and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. And, um, so he was very, very excited about that. And, um, so, yeah. Oh, so cute. It's so precious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything else to talk about. I think I've talked about everything that I could, I could think of at the moment. Um, I'm just going to continue to the rest of the day, even though I really should be doing some work. I think I'm just going to continue watching stuff on Netflix. It's it's weird with the Dahmer series, you know, that I'm or just, yeah, that in general right now, I'm feeling like because it puts you kind of in this kind of weird headspace um, that I, I always have to like stop and then go and watch something else to kind of, <laughs> you know, I mean, it. it I've been reading stuff on what is it, e news and stuff about how voraciously people are watching the Dahmer series, you know, that it has ranked among the highest as far as viewership. And you know, it's like, amazing. It's so good. Um, you know, Nisa the Nash, guy who plays Dahmer is, is pretty, pretty spot on. Well, yeah, um, that's that's um uh, yeah, that, I know it's he's in stuff that you watch. <laughs> Yeah, well, and the series is by, uh, you know, Murphy as well. Right, uh, so right, exactly. The whole thing's from the American Horror Story group. And mm -hmm. um, Evan Peters, who plays uh, Dahmer, is amazing. Yeah. I, I knew he was amazing already, so I, I knew this was going to be good. But Niecy Nash is in it. I don't think no. you've seen her if you've only watched the first episode. No, I've seen her. Well, I mean, you have to see her. She's the first uh, the first scene of the That's the, right, because um, she's film. the neighbor next door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh she's really good in this. I had never seen her in anything where she was serious. Right, right. Um, and she's she's great in this. Um, there's there's so many good actors in this. The guy who plays Dahmer's dad is really good. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, there's an episode later on that's really focused on this deaf guy that Dahmer kills. Okay. And it's a very moving episode. It's uh it really gives you a different view of the gay community in Milwaukee at the time. And well, it's and interesting it's like that. No, go ahead. Yeah. A, a gay and deaf person, you know. Well, it's interesting, though, when the things I've been reading on like e news, again, I'm not really reading anything reputable, I suppose, but, you know, it's like um, a lot of the gay community um, don't like it. Like, apparently, Netflix took off the LGBTQ um, label off of it um, mm -hmm. because of the backlash. And, and I'm like, you know, obviously being so far removed from it, he was caught in 1991, um, you know, it was what, 10, 11 at that time. I did, of course, know of what, you know, what happened. But I would think that from what I've seen so far, I'm like, I, I think that they're doing it tastefully, you know, as tasteful yeah. as you can. And I don't understand why there's so much criticism considering it's, you know, it's not like they can change the fact that he was killing gay black men. You know, I mean, it, it is I what think, it is. I think, you know, we've reached the point where people are going to complain about everything. Um, yes. <laughs> to me, anybody who says this series is glamorizing Dahmer, which I've heard that a lot. Yes, I have heard that. No. I'm not watching it because the, the show, the show does not hide away from the fact he's doing disgusting things right and it does it to me even at the end 
they they do some things in the last episode or two, I think, to kind of humanize him a little. But those are things that did happen in real life. He did. Right. He did supposedly find Jesus while he was in prison. He did get, you know, baptized. Right. Um, I think it brings up some interesting discussions. I mean, mm-hmm. one of my students, in fact, uh, brought it up in class one day and and I actually let, you know, let a have let us have a little conversation about it because I thought it was interesting. You know, the idea of the question was, you know, do you think that by being baptized, you know, Dahmer would be forgiven for his sins? And I said, well, you know, if we accept because I always preface this thing, because, of course, I'm agnostic, you know. Right. Exactly. If we accept the notion that. If you truly ask for forgiveness. And you were baptized. Then if that is what you believe, then and he was being legitimate and asking for redemption, then yes, he would be redeemed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if he was not being truthful, then obviously God would know that and God would not redeem him, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, and of course, you know, and that guy, some students were like, you know, but you know, he couldn't be forgiven for that and all this stuff. He didn't. I said, well, again, it comes down to, do you believe <laughs> right. what happens? Because that is what it, that's what it says happens you know so and you know some teachers i know are like you know no we can't discuss religion at all but i mean i think this is you know it's it's an, a way to get them to do some critical thinking even if it's about something as non-critical as you know the bible right um, you know well if, because i mean you think about it, the bible still impacts so much of the world as far yeah. as policy as far as so i mean you can't not talk about it it yeah. just well, that's just like, you know, they passed that law in Georgia that says, you know, we're not allowed to teach divisive content, right? So specifically, I can't say that any race is more responsible for racism, for instance, than any other race. <laughs> which is so I, which Okay. <laughs> which when we were talking about that in our first ELA me- meeting, I actually said, I kind of muttered loud enough for everybody here. I said, that's a white people shit right there. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, everybody started laughing. <laughs> Who else would you be talking about? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, people become so super sensitive and supercharged about, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Several other teachers ask me, you know, so how are you going to handle stuff like that? And I I said, I'm just going to teach it the way I have always taught it. Because if I say things, you know, I mean, I don't usually stand up there and say, you know, white people, they fuck up everything, right? Right. I will stand up there and say, you know, white Americans were very disturbed by the large numbers of blacks suddenly coming into the workforce and moving into other places in the 1920s. And mm-hmm. as a result, the KKK was reborn and suddenly gained two, two million new members during that decade. Mm-hmm. That's fact. And that's just it. It's like, but teaching what happened as it actually happened is yep. the fact the fact that you're just now wanting to say you know it's 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 again it's whitewashing history it's yeah. like just if it's a duck it's a fucking duck yeah. I mean, what harm is there in saying or you know admitting to something that a race did during that time or whatever right. it's not to say that you're you're not you're not that person you know yep. like just because you're white doesn't make you racist 
or, right. you know, so it just, I don't understand why it's so important now to now change the narrative as to how history actually happened. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's just like, you know, when I talk about World War II and I talk about the Germans, it doesn't mean I'm talking about the Germans today. I'm right. talking about what things the country did at that time. Exactly. And, uh, you know, when I talk about, oh, blacks didn't have many opportunities because most of them couldn't read or write. Doesn't mean I'm saying blacks today can't read or write. You know what I mean? It's just, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just facts. And I think the more you try to, to avoid discussing those kinds of topics, the worse things will get. Yeah, because people then feel really suppressed and get become very angry and agitated yep. by the fact that you're you're not being truthful. Yeah. That's like when we read um well, we used to read uh, The Hate You Give. I don't even right. know if they'd let me teach that this year. Probably but not. When I when I always did that one, and there's a part in there where um, Star's boyfriend, he's white, um, he talks about white guilt, mm -hmm. right? And I always ask the, the kids, because I teach, you know, vast majority are black. And right. I ask them, you know, do you guys know what white guilt is? And none of them ever know, right? Mm -hmm. And so I explain it. And then they're always like, do you, do you feel white guilt, Mr. Ace? You know, and I'm like, of course, you know, I would think anybody who, you know, is aware that people of your makeup once did awful things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we talk about these things in, in, in class or in school and I'm talking about, well, slavery was all awful and da, da, da. I'm quite aware of the fact that it was people like me who owned those people. Right. You know, it was people who looked like me who did these terrible things. I said, you know, I'm very aware of that. Of course, I feel guilt over that, even though I don't have those feelings and I would never do those things. You can't get away from the fact of who did them. Yeah. Just like I told him, I said, just like I sometimes feel guilty for being a man. Mm -hmm. but I, you better I see, talk. <laughs> yeah, when I look around and I see things that dudes do, I'm like, I get why women sometimes don't trust men you know and sometimes mm -hmm. i'm like man i i'm sorry on behalf of men <laughs> you know <laughs> so i don't know but i think those conversations are conversations that kids need to have they need to hear them and um otherwise you don't you don't break down differences you don't embrace differences unless you discuss them you know sure. so and how do you know, how can you understand differences if you don't have a conversation? Yeah, because, well, like, for instance, um, when we talk about symbols, sometimes the, the rebel flag comes up. Mm -hmm. Right. And I always say, now, this is this is a good example, because sometimes what is a symbol to one person of one thing is a symbol of something else to another person. Right. I said, you know, there may be people in this room who have this flag on their vehicle. And they might tell you it's a symbol of our heritage. It's a symbol of our past. It's a symbol of the old South. Well, isn't that all the more reason not to have it? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But then there's yeah. other people who will say that's a symbol of racism and mm -hmm. hatred exactly. and subjugation. Mm -hmm. And neither side is necessarily wrong. Right. That is very true. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and of course that always gets, you know, into a little bit of discussion because there are all there's always the white kids in there who don't see it as racist. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, and that gives me an opportunity to say, that's one thing you can't tell somebody else. You can't be offended by this. Right. And what's interesting is that we're, you know, it's, we talk about this stuff and yet in some ways we're so far removed from one, from the actual event itself that yeah. we feel as though, you know, oh, well, it didn't really matter or that was just in the past. So it's not a big deal. It's like, no, it's shaped who we are as a culture, as a society, as a people. And you can't pretend it didn't happen. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I've been, we've been talking a lot. Does T'Challa have any actual commentary right. on that? Did you want to throw anything that discussion? I don't even remember how we got started on this. I don't remember either. I get a lot of that. I mean, I kind of feel like people need to learn to embrace differences mm -hmm. less so than act like, oh, we're all the same. Because we're mm -hmm. not. We're human. Yeah. We're unique. We are different. Those differences do exist. And we need to recognize them and not treat people differently because of them. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like there's all these people out there who, like, I, there are actual problems. And then there are people who, for some reason, want to make everything about racism or sexism or something else. And honestly, I get feeling frustrated about when that is actually happening. But then there's these people who have to pick up on differences constantly. And I think, in a way, that's almost racist or sexist in its own way. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And I just feel like people need to stop seeing each other as, oh, he's Asian. We should treat him differently because he's Asian, even if it's out of respect, not because you're being necessarily being, being trying to be discriminatory. You're trying not to be discriminatory, which is Yeah, you're still treating them differently. But you're still treating them differently, which is right. its own way of variety of racism. And I it's just frustrating sometimes how few people actually see that. Yeah. I get that. I was uh, teaching a lesson on on Fridays. We do this thing called PBIS, which is positive behavior uh, implementation mm -hmm. intervention thing. Yeah. So I was doing this thing about, you know, being uh, socially kind versus socially cruel. And um, one of the things was, you know, we shouldn't make fun of people for our differences and da da da. And uh, so I told the kids, I said, you know, really di the differences we have, I said, that's what makes life interesting it makes things wonderful it makes it fun to get to know someone i said if we all looked the same if we all liked the same stuff if we all dressed the exact same way think about how boring that would be and uh, of course i had a student say uh, I, don't, I don't i don't think so i said well you don't you think it would not be boring if everybody was the exact same no, no i think we'd be a lot better off if everybody was the same i don't know and I was like, <laughs> I don't know. But I'm like, well, I don't know. I, I like getting to know somebody and go, oh, so what's it like when you, you know, uh, or, you know, what do you like? What music? And then they tell you stuff they like and you share things. You like. But if we're all the same. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, part of that, do you think about just human nature? For a lot of us, we're, we're attracted to the opposite. 
you yeah. know, of, of who we are. So, I mean, you know, certainly my case, he is completely the opposite of who I am. But yeah, I I always think about Jamaica's motto um, whenever any of this type of stuff kind of creeps up. And it's like, the motto is out of many, one people. And I mean, I, I look at it as a sense of not just in terms of numbers, but many in terms of differences, you know, out of many cultures, out of many whatever, we're still one people. You know, everyone still wants to be respected. And it's it's just, it's such a charged time. <laughs> and yeah. like, you know, I certainly think about, I've still always had concerns about someone deciding to bomb somewhere, you know, use an atomic bomb because I'm like, I'd like to believe we're so, we're much more evolved now because we understand that doing something like that affects the entire world, not just the people you're angry at. Um, yeah. But it it just... Yeah, there's just so much anger out there. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're getting worse. I feel like there's more racism than there was 12 years ago. There's more. I hear I hear more kids saying anti-gay and anti-trans stuff this year than I did five years ago. Which is so crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and mm -hmm. with the kids, that's supposed to be the age group that's supposed to be the most liberal. Well, yes, exactly. So... Which is know. certainly sad. Yeah. I did a, a presentation to my gifted class this past Monday about LGBTQ gifted students. Plus, yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things it said on there was that in 2016, people 18 to 34, 64% of them said they were comfortable being around LGBTQ plus people. Mm -hmm. But by 2020, that number had dropped to 44%. It had dropped 21% in what should be the most accepting group. Right. And that is low 50%. That is really crazy to think and about. That was just in like five, in four years. That's amazing. That's so depressing. It is very depressing. I mean, I every time I think, well, we're finally evolving as a, as a species, you know, it just, I don't know. Sometimes it makes me think we're never going to get to uh, Star Trek. You know? Yeah, I literally was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have to immerse yourself so much in Star Trek, because yep. looking at reality as it really is, 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 so, is so far from it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I guess on that note, we should... Uh... <laughs> in for the month <laughs> <laughs> so the next time we record we should have already had our election right so things could be changing yes. here in georgia um because we are Both. one of those battleground states yes vote um, against herschel yeah i know god damn it i just oh my <laughs> I, I can't with that man i absolutely can't um yeah. but yes i mean so we will see well, I mean, again, it's like everything stems from the Trump factor. The fact that no one thought that was possible, it became possible. Now everything is possible, you know, yeah. it's just, just, oh my God. So I, I am hoping that there will be changes here in Georgia for the better, but it is Georgia and we do <laughs> often repeat the, the mistakes of the past and so I'm, I don't know, but I know I'm going to go vote, definitely get out there and vote. Voting does matter. Um, I like to at least pretend to ignore all the, the, um, the, the stuff around, 
what your vote actually means um, or how it really is counted. But I do think it's important that we exercise that that civil right to um, go out there and, and, and vote. Yeah. So are you planning on voting? Of course. Yeah. I, I know they're supposed to start like early voting, and I, I, I debated whether I wanted to do that. And then yeah. the stupid, the stupid side of me is like, oh, they could totally like lose those ballots, or I don't know. It was just I was being stupid. But um, I think I like the excitement of going on election day. So there, there are years I've early voted, and there's yeah. years I, I vote on the day. You know, um, I don't think about early voting is. I just have to make myself go. Mm-hmm. You know? But earlier than they close, you know, whereas at least on that day, you know, they're going to be open early or open late. So Right, right. And I mean, I know that there's, of course, talk about since the last big election, how many changes there's been to the voting process. Um, so I'm like, I wonder if I go early, what if that is better? Um, you know, if I go early and somehow couldn't vote that I would know before the day of or something. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I do plan on voting. So. T'Challa, it's not too long before you get to start casting votes. It's true. Are you looking forward to voting? See, I was <laughs> excited about voting. I, I remember. I was too. Before I could vote, I was like so pissed I couldn't vote. You know. Oh wow! My first presidential election that I voted in was the the one where Clinton beat, uh, you know, Herbert Walker Bush. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to. Yeah, vote my first was that. was when George Bush. Uh, I voted vote Bush in the first and second time. So the son. So you know. Yeah, um, I know. That was before. That was that was back when you were dumb. Yes, that that I was definitely definitely <laughs> um, dumb at that point. But I don't know. I was excited about you know, unlike T'Challa at his age, I was excited because back in school we did mock elections, so we were ge- allowed. We were given the opportunity to like vote on the voting machines, and we got to pretend like we were actually casting our vote for president, that kind of thing. And yeah. that was exciting to me. Like you know, I'm like so I don't know. It's 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 been one of those things that yeah, I do look forward to. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I wish I was better at voting on the smaller elections, you know, like usually when they have the, the, I hate to say the lesser ones, which arguably are the most important ones. Um, I just don't go to, I don't do those, you know, I'm like, I wait for like the big ones and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to (laughs) vote. So, yeah. But but yeah, so we will probably have a lot to talk about on that show. So definitely stay tuned for that. Yep. All right, guys. And it'll almost be my birthday next time. That is true. Yeah. Well, be, yeah. I'll be no, turning when, 50. When we record, it's the day after you turn 50. Is that when our next one will be? Yeah, November 12th. Okay. We might have to change that date. Um, well, you I actually have plans. Well, no, but I haven't even told T'Challa this, but um, on my birthday, Black Panther 2 comes out, so you might see that. But on the 12th, on the 12th, they want me to go to this thing at school from 9 to 12, where I'd be paid for being there, of course, because I would go otherwise, Um, where we're supposed to get together with all the English teachers from high school and middle school and talk about trying to make sure that they're preparing them for high school and that we're following oh, okay. up on what they are telling them. Yeah. So of- you probably, you might be talked out by that time or just you have a, such a headache <laughs> that you might not yeah. want to do the show 
Well, yeah. we'll play by ear. Maybe we can record later that day or something, but or just move it to the next week. But we'll just figure it out when it gets closer. Yeah. All right. So uh, peace out, motherfuckers, and happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween.